Welcome to the Odd Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, as always, the fucking hell. I don't know what to say this time. <laughs> Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. And this is the show where I ramble and rant if I can think of something to say. And I tell you about stuff that I think you should check out or not. And generally tell you about just whatever the hell's going on in my head. Because... I don't know. <laughs> uh, fuck. Uh, it's going to be one of those days, isn't it? Uh, how you doing out there, oddballs? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm you know, part of Opening Spiel. You can find me at odddadoutpodcast.com and odddadout on the socials and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I could go back and re-record it, but what fun would that be? Uh, how you doing? Uh, it's been a fun week. <laughs> uh, uh, so, because of COVID stuff, I just spent two weeks not working. And then last Tuesday, I was finally back to work. And holy fuck, did my body just... It, it doesn't take long, apparently, for your body to just be used to not doing anything and getting fucking lazy and then just like, huh? I have not worked. I'm, I've worked Tuesday through Saturday, my normal schedule. Not even a heavy workload for most of the week. And yet, two days off later, my legs are still on fire. <laughs> my legs are still killing me. Like I haven't been working on my feet for the last 20 years. God, that's really scary to think about that. Because I've been working like my, my entire career, uh, my entire life, I've worked in food service or now I'm a, I'm a carpet cleaner. I've always been working on my feet. I haven't had a desk job. This is the closest thing I have to a desk job. And so I'm used to being up and on my feet and walking and walking and walking for 8, 10, 12 hours a day. Never mind that, you know, I've got four kids. I don't exactly sit down much. And so why the fuck do my legs hurt so much right now? Son of a bitch. <laughs> and, and it's not like I didn't, you know, wasn't still up on my feet and doing house shit when I was home from work from COVID shit, I still had laundry to do. I still had to get up and take care of the yard and, and, you know, tend to the garden and all that shit. It's not like I haven't been, I didn't spend two weeks sitting in bed. Holy shit, I'm whistly today. Damn. Hope I can take that out. But it's weird. I don't know. Why. I have to assume that the, the reason my legs are so sore is just because I didn't go to work for two weeks. But yeah, it's not like I didn't fucking do something. It's not like I was sitting in bed and my old muscle atrophied and shit. I just didn't have to push heavy machines around for eight to 10 hours a night, whatever. 
And so, like I said, my workload was super light this week. It really was. I had a super easy week as far as like workload goes. So I really don't know why I'm so damn sore today. <laughs> maybe it's cut. No, I was thinking it was like, maybe it's because I spent time out in the garden, but I was sore when I got home from work on Saturday. So I doubt that was it. Huh. How about you? You deal with anything? Like, seriously. Cause I, I don't get this. What the fuck? I, 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 I guess that I have to assume it's just because I suddenly got back to work, but fuck, I'm sore. I'm still sore. I've been sore since Saturday night and it is currently Monday night and I am fuck. <laughs> Rewinding. How are you? Ah, <laughs> oh, man. All this shit, man. The world is crazy shit right now. And I don't want to get into the world because the world fucking sucks. The world is full of jackasses. But, you know, it's, it's, it's been weird. The last few weeks, like everything going on and, you know, I still got kids to worry about. And, and, you know, I've, I've talked about our oldest. He's kind of a, well, I'll just say, you know, Charlie's kind of an asshole. I mean, he's, he's my son. So, you know, comes to me, but you know, comes by it naturally as, as the old folks say. But, you know, he, he's just kind of, you know, if I had to say there was one kid who pushes back the most, he's the one. And, you know, he's the one that basically any time, you know, he, he's just argumentative as fuck. And, you know, well, we just, I can't say, I don't want to sit here trashing my kid. <laughs> I don't. But if there's one, he, he's the, probably the, the one of the boys who gives us the most grief and fights and argues and complains about every fucking thing. He's, if, if one of them is in trouble, it's him. Nine and a half times out of ten, it's him. Usually for mouthing off or sneaking on to some shit he's not supposed to be doing or something. You know, fighting with his brothers. You know, kind of the standard shit just set to 11. And we've, you know, we've tried tons of different things. We've tried, you know, different. We've, we've tried some types of medication. We've tried counseling. We've tried a lot of different things. Because it's not just, you know, him being a general purpose, angsty, preteen, you know, kind of a punk. He's just like, you know, he, the way he, to the level and the way he fights and argues and resists and all the shit, it just got to, you know, it's, it's been a pain. He's been a pain in the ass. <laughs> and so recently we were like, we need an outlet for him because you know, he, to a, to a degree, he's like me, he's got a short fuse. And that's kind of one of the big things is he's got my short temper and he's got a lot of energy and he's been bottled up for nine fucking months or however the fuck long it's been that they've been home from school. And, you know, they've been doing all the home school shit, driving him crazy. Like in the, again, it's, you know, we're, we're coming up this week on the anniversary of two weeks to control the spread, you know, feeling like we're on the fucking, uh, the, the ship and Wally, you know, it's the 700th anniversary of our five year, you know, trip. That's where we are right now, <laughs> but it's just like, he, he is a super social kid. He is a kid who craves social 
interaction. Whereas my wife and I, not so much. We're, we're generally fine, you know, living in our little hole here. It's a nice hole, but we live in our, we, we built our nice little den here and we, we, we stay in it. The boys, not so much. They crave outside social interaction. They like having friends. They like talking to people. They like doing stuff. And the more time they're spending cooped up at home because they can't go to school and interact with people, the worse they're getting. And, you know, how I mentioned uh, last week how just heartbroken they all were when one of them came back COVID positive, which meant that they wouldn't be able to go back to school when the school opened back up this last week. Well, they're now stuck because we went to get them retested to try and get them back into school and we got another one that tested positive. So now they're like, fuck it. Okay, they're stuck. All of them quarantined through the end of spring break. So they won't be able to go back to school, which sucks. Um, which, and it also sucks because they haven't been sick for like weeks and weeks and weeks now. At this point, I'm fairly certain that the reason they ended up positive this time and negative last time was they just didn't get good swabs or something. And it was the rapid test and those aren't as accurate and you never know. I mean, there's still tons of false positives and the testing is not as accurate as you would like when it means that your kid can't go to school for two weeks. Anyway, uh, with all of the everything and trying to figure out shit for him and just trying to find, you know, he needed an outlet. He needed some sort of social activity. He needed something to do to kind of, um, kind of rein him in. And I don't mean like rein him in, like control, but more like to give him something to focus on because he ultimately he needed discipline and we have learned in the last year of uh, distance learning and school at home shit that your kids, and I mean this, this probably applies to every damn one of you, your kids will not respect you the same way they respect their teachers. They just won't because your mom and dad, whoever you are. <laughs> You are mom, you are dad, you are aunt or uncle or whoever, you're a big, whatever. You are the parent. There are expectations of you as a parent. There's respect and a way they treat you as a parent. They, te- they treat strangers differently than they treat you. And a teacher ultimately is just a, like an upper class stranger. They meet this person. They're a new, they're like, they're a stranger that they become familiar with and they become comfortable with. They give them all the respect of a stranger, but they're a stranger that they know is somebody that's safe. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm just spitballing this whole philosophy. So if I stumble a bit, forgive me or don't, if you're a dick, whatever. But, <laughs> uh, you know, when your te- your kids meet their teacher, unless they're an asshole kid, they generally immediately are like, okay, this is a person. I'm going to show respect to this person. I'm going, you know, they're, they have no clue who this person is other than to say, this is my teacher. I'm going to show my teacher respect within the guidelines of school and school behavior. And this is what you do. 
And for, I'm doing a lot of hand motions here that you can't see. I'm sorry. But it's very different from the respect they show a parent or lack of respect they show a parent because they're so familiar with you because they're with you all the time for the first damn five years of their life. They're with you 24 seven, unless you're at work or whatever. So they, they, they know buttons and they know how to push your buttons and they know limits and they've tested all the limits. They know how far they can push you and they are going to push you because they can. With their teachers, all they know is a, like a position. They know this is like they walk into a classroom. This is a, a teacher. They know this is the, the teacher and I have to. I can't push this person's buttons. I can't push the limits with this person because I don't know how this person is going to react yet. And so they have to kind of weed it out. And again, unless your kid's an asshole and then they just come in and they're a dick. But that's a whole other thing. But they have to kind of sit there and, 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 and suss out the teacher. And so with the limited exposure they have to their teachers, general, and generally speaking, most teachers are nice people. And, and so again, unless your kid's an asshole, they, they become friendly with the teacher, but they still kind of live in that little half stranger bubble. Like I know this person, but I don't know them super well. I only know them within the confines of class and what we do here at school. I don't know their favorite, you know, pizza toppings. I couldn't, you know, if your teacher says, hey, can you grab me a drink? I don't know what to automatically go for. Unlike if mom says, hey, can you grab me a drink? You know, get me the Dr. Pepper. Or what, you know, mom doesn't like this. Hey, can you get me a glass of juice? You know, get the the grape juice, not the apple juice. If dad says, get me a glass of juice, you get the apple juice, not the grape juice. Not that I, not that my kids do any of that shit for us. They usually make me do it, but you know, kids are assholes, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's kind of weird. So we, we've learned in our whole year of distance learning that it doesn't matter how much time I spend with my boys as they're, you know, as their teacher with their lessons. Now I'm sitting there with them doing the lessons with the workbooks and we're watching the videos and we're doing the things. And, and even you know how many times I've said, look, when you're at home, when we're sitting here in, in the study with all the desks, that I am your teacher. I am your teacher in here right now during these hours while we're working on this. I need you to show me the same respect that you would show your teachers because you would not talk like this to your teacher. And they'll, you know, they back sass and no, I don't want to do it. And all that sort of same shit that kids do when they don't want to go to school. When they're at school, they're kind of stuck. They're already fucking there. They can't do shit about it. But when they're sitting there at a, in front of a laptop or whatever, and they don't want to do their work, they just sit there and fold their arms and throw their pencil against the wall or clo- or slam the laptop shut or whatever, or turn off their iPad or turn off their camera on their iPad or whatever, because they don't want to participate. They don't want to do the work and they're going to mouth off to you, not to the teacher. They're mouthing off to you and they're, they have no problem telling you, fuck off, I don't want to do this. Maybe not all my kids are really small, but you know that they have no problem 
mouthing off to you about not wanting to do school at home. But pull up the threat of telling their teacher that they just said that. And they get, oh, no, 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 please don't tell her, don't tell her. Telling my youngest that I'm going to tell his teacher about his bad behavior is more of a threat to him than telling him, I'm going to tell mom what you just said. Never mind, he doesn't give a shit what he says around me and that he's misbehaving around me because, you know, did I mention my kids are assholes? Pretty sure. So it's it's interesting. Anyway, jumping back to just the whole, like, you know, the kids respect teachers and these outside authority figures more they're that are these part part strangers you know they're they don't have the super deep intimate relationship with that they have with their family members you know even like my boys and all you know between all the bro all the brothers and the the relationship they have with my wife and i and with their aunts and their cousins and you know it's a different respect same as this the same as like the different respect between you know, that your kids have for you or for aunts and uncles. You know, it's different. My kids like my sister way more than they like me. And maybe it's just, it's just I guess it's just that part-timiness of it. But I do have a point here. But all that going back to saying, trying to find a, you know, a balance with Charlie because when it comes to so much shit, there's just this massive lack of respect, but he has this same, he has that respect for teachers and people of authority outside of the home. And he's got all this bent up frustration for not having this social structure, social outcome, social outlet that he has at school where he can talk to other people and interact and learn and do different things and just get out and, you know, get his, get, you know, exert himself, you know, go out on the playground, which right now they can't even do, but to go out and do something. And he just needed an outlet. And we're like, what the hell are we going to do? Because we've tried all these different things. We've tried to work with him. We've tried, you know, Hey, you know, you can play these games and we're going to work with you. So you can do this and you're going to do this. And then inevitably he would, uh, exploit the, the privileges, uh, you know, take advantage of what we would give him and end up losing it and be like, Hey, we'll let you do this here. We'll let you play Roblox, but you have to do these. You make sure your chores are done. You've got to make sure, you know, make sure you're doing this. And yeah, we'll, we'll get you Roblox cards, get times so you can buy premium so you can make the most of your experience because, Hey, you're and all your friends play this game. Sure. This gives you a way to still connect with your friends from school. Great. That's, we understand you need that. And then go and find out that at one in the morning, he's sneaking on to, to play this game and sitting there under his blankets in his bed, playing this game at one in the morning. And then when it's time to wake up for school at seven, he's completely knocked out, you know, shit like that. Told you he blows it. And the refinance is like, fucking losing. It was like, we need something. And we finally found a thing to, I, I realize I've danced around all this and been all philosophizing, uh, but we signed him up for karate. 
<laughs> we were just like, we need to do something to get him out of the house, to get him away from the cabin feveriness and the always cooped up around his little brothers and with us and something with an outlet to help with his ADHD and his just anger issues and his like electronic dependence because he's always just so ad- like computer addicted and just always wanting to be on devices and on video games and on computers and on YouTube and all the stuff. And we're like, we need to do something about this. And so we opted, you know, we're going to put him in martial arts. And so we signed him up for what turned out to, we didn't even know, like we legit didn't even know what is, we don't know what a martial arts this is. We know the name of the, the studio. And we're like, okay, but it's, it's martial arts. It doesn't say is, it's not like, you know, it's not as Dave's Taekwondo, you know, it's not, you know, it's not a, spe- it doesn't specifically say what type of, uh, it's the word, uh, what particular form of martial arts? Is it karate? Is it Taekwondo? Is it judo? Is it jujitsu? I don't know. <laughs> and so we put him in the class, just kind of his, his age group class. And we're like, you know what? We're going to try this out. And we told him he did not want to fucking do this. Oh, like, he fought us so much on this. We're like, on Monday, you're going to martial arts. We're going to try this. Out. He was like, I don't want to do, why do you want, why do I have to do this? And was so upset about everything and did not want to go. Wasn't just like, I don't know why you're making me do this. When we sat down and explained to him, like, you need to get out of the house. You need an outlet for your energy. You need something to help you focus and something to help you. You know, you need to learn respect and you need to be, and you need an, an out there in an environment with other people. And like, and you need, you need some exercise. So let's, we're going to put you in this and we're going to do this for a month and see how you like it and see what you think of this. And we're going to go from there. And after his first class, the like free trial class, Hey, you're good. Like they, a general, Hey, we're going to try this out. And they give him his uniform and all the stuff. And he goes, and does all the things. And I mean, it's, it's his first class. He's never done any sort of martial arts or karate or anything like that before. And so it's kind of a mess, but you know, for his first time and, and I, I give lots of props to the instructors. They did a great job with because they're, I mean, it, it's, it's a wide range of ages in this class and it's what they call them. their karate kids, beginners, martial arts. And so there's a lot, a pretty wide range of kids and, and kind of skill levels, but generally they're all beginners, you know, they're all there in their, their low level. And, you know, again, he's, he's got no experience with this. He doesn't know how to stand right. You know, when the the teacher, you know, says, you know, stand up straight or when they say, you know, low position or anything like he doesn't know what the hell it is. But the instructors are like, it's kind of one of those, okay, look around. What's everybody else doing? Do like they are. And if they were doing, if he's doing something a little bit off or his form is a little bit off or, oh, he needs, you know, you know, oh, you need to point your toes straight or you need to bend your knees more 
or, you know, put your elbow, you know, tuck your elbow back like this or hands up a little more, all those little, you know, adjustments for proper form and, and everything for the different, uh, different things. And they'll come up and they'll was like, oh no, so do it like this or like, perfect. Okay. Now like, and they, they were all there really helpful and, you know, not just for him, for anybody in the class, you know, they'll come out a lot of the time. One of their biggest things is it's a, a getting in a low position and it's basically kind of a, a low squatting uh, stance and, you know, it's, you know, trying to really get those knees bent and get, you know, big, wide, uh, uh, stable stance. I'm sorry if you heard me just knocking the desk there. Um, and it was funny because he it was, I mean, he was, I could only imagine the first time anybody has to do any of this stuff, they suck, period. They're just, they're just going to suck at it. If they have no experience with this, they're going to suck. But I had one vision when I was sitting here watching him do this and I was like, I know what to tell him. And I told him, it's like, cause we, I mentioned, we've watched the entire series of The Last Airbender. So I, all I had to tell him, He's like, all right, when you're doing your low stance, think of Aang firebending for the first time. He's like, remember what Zuko told him? Like, you know, feet forward, legs wide, like wider, <laughs> wider. <laughs> and told him, I was like, it's like, all right, firebending stance. And he immediately knew what that was and snapped straight to it. He immediately, like when I put it into that mindset for him, Here's what you need to do. Here's how you need to get this position. And he just had that image in his head of Aang sitting there, uh, you know, super wide legs, you know, feet square, squatted as low as he possibly could and immediately snapped into position. And since then, he has had that that position in class locked. When I look around his class, when I'll sit there and watch, he usually has his position and he's sitting lower and more wide legged than anybody else. Cause he's got that, just that mentality of, you know, fire bending pose. <laughs> and it's really funny, but you know, his, when I asked him after his first class, so what do you think? He was like, I can't feel my legs. <laughs> and he said after every class, and it was like two classes a week. And he's been going for about three weeks now. And every day, he's just like, I can't feel my legs until today. And today, he was like, I'm finally not tired. It's like, his every class, he'd be done. There's a lot of bouncing and kicking and punching and squatting and and up and down and and kicking bags and all the things and learning all these different poses and learning all these different uh uh, positions and sequences and blocking formations and all these different things. And he's getting a lot better. And I, I love seeing him because I only take him, I take him on Mondays and my wife takes like, and we leave him there and she picks him up on Wednesdays. And so he, it's like, I see his progress week to week. I don't see it class to class and watching him today compared to what he was last Monday or compared to what he was the Monday before and watching his progress has been really cool. And again, since I get to miss a class in between, I don't get every little bit. So I I get to see his progress in a little bit bigger jumps. And yeah, I missed a couple of, of things like in his second class, he got to break a board for the first time and they're plastic boards. They're like, 
meant to break away and all that. And, you know, it's like, oh, they, they hit the point, they hit the thing in the middle and they, they snap and then they can snap them back together. And I guess they, they do a thing in there where for, to raise money for charity, they sell the wood boards and you can break wooden boards and you just have, it's like five bucks a piece and you can break the wooden boards instead of the plastic ones and you get to take your boards home and all that stuff. We're not there yet, <laughs> but, uh, you know, watching him today and looking and seeing like in a lot of case, in a lot of things, he is better than kids who've been in the class. Some of the kids, you know, he's, he's a white belt. If you know anything about martial arts, white belt's a starting belt. Uh, you don't, that's where you start with everything. And there are kids in there who are yellow belts and orange belts, which I don't know what's what in scale really at this point, but there are kids with higher belts in the class who he is actually having a, you know, he's having an easier time doing some of the skills that they're falling, you know, they're falling for. You know, one of the th- silly things they, they do, I say silly, it's a valid thing. It's a, a hopping round kick where they've got to hop back on one leg and do 10 uh, round kicks in the air and while hopping you know, hop, kick, hop, kick, hop, kick, do 10 of those. And then without putting their foot down, switch, like hop and switch feet. And then, all right, hop 10 more kicks. And the first time they did this lesson in class, all of the kids fell on their asses, like at best two hops, if they got that and would fall down, nobody was up and keeping 10 kicks. And uh, like I said, nobody did. Charlie would do two kicks and fall down his ass. To be expected. He's never done anything like this before. And today he sat there and I, that I saw he was actually the only kid in the whole class who successfully, uh, managed to do his 10 kicks, you know, do hop and 10 kicks. And they're supposed to hop in a single position. Most of them are kind of bouncing around and can't stay in position, but for the most part, staying in his little square. And do it did his 10 kicks and hop and switch and did his other 10 kicks and was able to do it without falling. And most of the kids like couldn't get all 10 kicks before they have to put their foot down or whatever. It was like, wow, that is such a huge like like increase. That's such a huge improvement over the last time I saw you trying to do these things. And you know, doing basic things because part of the class is also self-defense because it's kids and talking they talk about bullying and when somebody's trying to fight you at school and how and they teach them things like you should never fight at school because if you fight at school you're gonna probably gonna get kicked out and things like the teachers never see the first punch they always they always see the second it's always the person who throws the second punch that gets in trouble so you know, always do your best not to get caught. <laughs> it sounds bad, but more of the, the always be defending yourself and trying to get away from a fight, not, you know, uh, aggravating a fight further. So it's a lot of, you know, how a lot of blocking and a lot of, uh, how to get out of, you know, bully kid is choking you. How do you get out of that? Someone grabs you by your shirt. How do you get out of that? And, and situations like that. 
And so it's a lot of that kind of stuff. And so really like these sort of things, especially considering he's dealt with bullying and, and, you know, sort of stuff like that when he's at school. And so it's been, I've really liked watching the classes and I kind of wish my wife could go and watch the classes and see, and see him and see the way the class is organized. But it's kind of one of those timing and when the, the time when the classes are and my work schedule and her work schedule and class schedule. And it, it gets really tricky, but it's, it's been a really interesting thing getting to, to experience this. And as much as my wife doesn't like it, you know, she doesn't want him necessarily practicing a lot of stuff at home because she doesn't want him fighting with the boys. Like you don't need to be using your brothers as, as practice dummies. And I told him today is today they had a kind of a blocking drill and they were like, Hey, all you parents, can you come and help us with this? You know, stand with your student. And basically I got to go and try and choke him (laughs) or more like put my hands on his shoulders or whatever. And he's got to do a a kind of a block and break my hold on him, you know, knock my arms down and do a, a cross block to push me away. And then a one, two, uh, cross punch. And so I've got to go from choke him to basically defending myself and blocking his, you know, push and then hands up to catch his, uh, punches. And, you know, they're like, Oh, you know, don't, we don't need you pushing your parents around or anything, but you know, just do it, you know, do the, the maneuvers. And I told him, he's like, no, push me. Like, no, punch. It's like, if you're, you know, he's sitting there and he's punching and he's punching my hands and I can feel that he's holding back. And I'm like, no, punch. No, hit as hard as you can. Because if you're in a real situation, you don't want a fake punch. You need a real punch. If you have to punch somebody, you need it to matter. You need to really punch. You need to really push me. It's like, you're not going to hurt me. It's like, as long as you don't punch me in the face, I'm good. Just go. Aim for my hands and punch as hard as you can you know, and he got it. And he was, it was really funny because we're doing this. And I was like, tell him, I was like, no, do this, do the thing. And, you know, we go through the whole sequence and I bounce, jump back on him and like, ah, and wrap my head, my hands around him. And he'd be kind of shocked. And I was like, don't wait, don't sit there in shock of, oh my God, you got, you know, you're choking me. That's the whole point. I'm choking you. You got to stop me. Do it. And making him do the things. And I told him, like, if you want to practice your, your maneuvers, you want to practice your forms at home and you need somebody to practice with, you can practice with me. But, you know, school still got to come first and all that. But it was, you know, my wife doesn't like, again, she doesn't like the idea of him practicing, you know, punching and kicking and fighting and stuff. And I was like, but if he's doing it with me, and he he can use me as a as a practice dummy because I'd rather he practice with me than do this with his brothers or hurting anybody else. And we already gave him the very firm: if you ever use anything you learn in class against your brothers, you will never take another class and you will never leave this house again. <laughs> you know, got to put a little bit of fear in. But it was really funny when we got home 
And we were, you know, my wife, we always kind of do the, how was class? And, you know, tell my wife, like, hey, and, you know, she asked how it was class. How did it go? And I, I'm usually sitting here texting her, you know, giving her updates. Oh, he's doing so much better. It's like his, you know, his, these kicks are doing great. And I sent her a video of him doing some of his stuff. And uh, so we went to go show her this whole, we're like, oh yeah, they asked the parents to help. And with this, we're going to show her the whole uh, kind of form and the whole process, the whole procedure. And we're like, yeah, so I do this. And then he goes like this and he grabs arm and he throws it like turns and throws his arm down to, to break my hold on him. And when he does that, I'm standing there facing him. He goes arm up, then hard swing down to break my, you know, basically he puts his arm up between my arms and then goes with a big heavy chop straight down and back to break my hold and pull, push, knock my arm away. And when he does this, because of the angle that he was standing and the angle that I was standing, he goes full fist, full force, because that's what I told him to do, straight into my junk. Just like, granted, he's 11, but you know what? An 11-year-old fist, when he's throwing it at full speed, straight to the balls? Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't get mad at him. Wasn't mad at him. He did exactly what he should have done, and he did a, the maneuver worked completely. I stopped choking him. <laughs> and then I sat down for a few minutes. And, and a few minutes more. <laughs> and while I'm still sitting there, achy, my wife is already on the phone telling her parents about this. <laughs> but it worked. The, the lesson stuck, the maneuver worked, and he managed to, you know, retain this knowledge. And he is... Honestly, it's helped him. It, the craziest thing, I guess it's the point of it all, but his behavior's been better for the most part, improved at the very least. He has actually been doing better with school. And it's only been a couple of weeks, but he's actually been doing better with school. Um, and his, it's just, he's been happier. And he went from, uh, I don't want to do this. Why are you making me do this? To now it is a legitimate threat to tell him if you don't behave, you are not going to class today. You're not going to, to karate class. And, you know, he's in in some respects a, a changed person with this stuff. And it's really we've been really happy with him. And it's just been really exciting to see this. And so yeah, that's kind of the biggest thing that we've we've had going on lately. Is, is just Charlie with, with his karate classes. And we were super excited today because the one of the uh, instructors, like, what's the words? Words are failing me. One of the instructors had called him out a couple of times for the, how strong his forms were. And that, like I was saying, that, that low squat uh, form and his punches were really solid. And he actually earned his first stripe. It's kind of just a uh, kind of saying that he is 
increasing that his his skill level is developing is just kind of a, a marker saying he's he's learning this and he got his first stripe on his belt today and he was super excited and i was super proud because you know he wasn't sure he's so unsure of himself and he's for all of his wanting to be a very social kid he's very shy especially in an such a new environment and so for him to get that recognition he was really happy today and you know super excited super excited for his next class and they're learning all these other kicks and and you know different maneuvers and different things and just watching him improve and develop has has been really really cool to see so looking forward to seeing where all this goes but enough about karate or whatever. I don't know. I don't know if it's Taekwondo. I still, I only know they, they call the class karate kids and I don't know if it's just a cutesy name or if they're actually going by karate or if it's, uh, uh, jujitsu or Taekwondo or whatever. It is. I don't know, but <laughs> it's, it's fun for him. And that's really what matters is it. He's, he's learning self-defense and he's, learning responsibility and respect and he likes the class he likes the instructors he likes what he's doing and he's getting exercise and he's you know he's he's getting better and that's that's the most important part but enough about that oh so i told you guys last week i need podcasts i need your podcast recommendations because I don't know what to talk about and I don't know what to write a review of because I don't want to just keep going back and talking about the same stuff I've talked about before. But I guess I'm going to have to do that. Now, again, I've already said, I, I haven't written another review yet. Part because I didn't know what to write about. And in part because, I'm, I'm, I, I, did I mention I'm lazy? I'm pretty sure I've mentioned I'm lazy. Well, actually, I've also been busy. Because, like I said, I've been getting back into the garden and really paying attention to that. And my carrots have been coming in, so I've been picking carrots, and my lettuce is going crazy, and I got to figure out what to do with all my lettuce, and we're coming up on time to start the next spring garden, and we've still got the popcorn coming in, and we picked all of my green onions, and uh, we just, so much stuff. I planted some flowers today, and it's just been kind of, it's, it's the spring, it's spring with a garden. And we, we have a, a plan, like a drawn out plan of what we are going to plant in different places. Unfortunately, we should have started planting a lot of this already. And we haven't been able to on account of all the stuff that's not ready to pick because all of our garlic isn't ready to harvest. That's probably got at least another month before we're able to harvest that. And then that's still got a dry like cure and all that our popcorn is probably two to three months from ready to harvest and then it's still got a cure for like two months we're just hoping right now that we'll be able to have it picked in time for the summer to be able to take some to family in texas on vacation if we can go and that's a whole other thing and even if we have to say hey hang these up in the garage for like two months to cure as long as we have something to take, that's what we really want. We're looking, really looking forward to getting to harvest our glass gem popcorn. 
even though we know like we after, even after we pick it we got to like shuck it back and then cure it and which is really going to amount to like tying it up on a rack and hanging it in the garage for it to just completely dry out and cure for like two months <laughs> but we gotta you know it's a, it's a step but man it'll be really cool when we have our own crazy uh color popcorn um i said my lettuce is still going crazy i gotta get trying to get my sister to come over once her and the kids are all clear for them to come pick lettuce uh been trying to give some away at work our pepper plant which we didn't expect was going to do much of anything is now because our winter was non-existent is already producing peppers again i moved our strawberry barrel into a sunnier spot and within two days we had new flowers and we've got three strawberries forming and three more uh, coming in behind them in the span of a week after moving the barrel um and there's like five more plants in there that are all leafing out more they aren't producing uh berries yet they're just more leaves at this point um sage is crazy the rest of our herbs are crazy and just going out there probably like every day i'm going out and just picking a carrot and eating it because we're getting to a point where my carrots are going to start going sour and it's like nope i gotta eat my carrots and like go out and pick a carrot and grab the hose or whatever and rinse it off and eat it just out in the yard or give it to the dogs or something just to eat. I'm just glad I grew carrots. That's really it. I started some potatoes in a, in a pot, like a flower, is a flower pot? It's like a big square planter planter. that's the word I'm looking for. Um, and I'm growing them in straw rather than in dirt to see, cause I've seen, I've heard you can do that. And so I'm going with that method planting them in straw and hopefully it'll work and you know i'm really i'm I'm like after my success with like our success with the my lettuce and finally having success with carrots i'm riding my my garden success train right now you know my green onions finally took we had a good tomato harvest i had so i've got all this lettuce and carrots and we had great you know the peppers were yeah (laughs) But the popcorn's looking great. My garlic does look really good. It's just not ready to pick yet. And so we're looking at all this stuff and we're just thinking, I'm like, all right, I'm I'm on a lucky streak. I'm going to get some potatoes. <laughs> I'm going to do it. <laughs> I don't know. Because every other time I've tried to plant potatoes, I'd plant them in the in the thing or wherever, either in the in one of the raised beds or in a planter and they would rot. And the potatoes would just rot in the, in the soil. And so this time I'm trying a different method. And so hopefully I get some potatoes out of it. And so, yeah, that's what's going on in the garden right now. I, I'm, I got to figure out what I'm going to do because I don't have an empty, I don't have any empty space in our garden beds right now to plant anything new, but we're getting to kind of a point where, you know, we're, we're mid, we're coming up on mid March. We need to get some stuff in the ground <laughs> and we're like, oh shit, <laughs> how are we going to do this? So we're, we got to figure it out. We got to figure out what we're going to plant and when we're going to plant it and get, you know, shade cloth and, and stuff, you know, be a little more prepared this time around. Cause we want to do, you know, we want to try pumpkins again in this fall. We want to try watermelons. We want to try 
uh, green beans and a lot of other stuff that we've tried in the past and failed that one way or another, something has gone wrong and it's not succeeded. So we want to try all these things again. So we just got to figure out when and space and got to clear out space. I think the biggest thing is we've got so many things right now that are like take a long time to grow. That's kind of the big thing is the things like the corn and the garlic and the garlic is all over the place. But these things take like nine, 10, 11 months from when we plant them to when they're viable. So we're sitting there. Well, shit, I can't do anything in this space because I've still got all this garlic here. I got to wait on this to finish or we can't do anything here because there's all this fucking corn. (laughs) And so we're like, well, we got to figure out what we're going to do. But super excited. The garden's doing great. We're getting lots of stuff. The, the grass is coming back in in the yard. It's spring is, is looking good. So here's hoping, you know, better spring garden and, and that things are looking better. <sighs> well, I was going to do a, a what's Adam watching segment. But you know what? I've been going on for long enough and I don't want to keep rambling. We'll stick with, with karate and, and carrots today, which is probably what the episode title is going to be because I don't know what else to use. And I'll let you know now. Uh, next week we will, we're going out of town. We're going, uh, we're going to be renting a cabin. So I won't have a show next week. And I think it's better at least to do this now because I didn't realize, I didn't even think about it. I realized, wait, I won't have time to do a show next week because of our trip. I didn't think about it until I was sitting down to record this. I was like, wait, shit, it's a good thing I jumped back on this week because if I tried to do it next week, I'd miss it and it'd be another week and just a whole mess. So good thing. But next week, no show. I'll give you a, a vacation update and a, a cabin update uh, the following week or maybe later in the week. I don't know. Probably going to be a week after. I'm going to try to get another podcast review up on the website and ready for that next episode. But I need your recommendations. Hit me up. Uh, voicemail 516-636-7631 or email show at oddadoutpodcast.com, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Facebook group. It's all in the show notes. All the ways you can reach me, you know, send me a message, send me a voicemail, text me, uh, drop it, you know, with a slide into my DMs, as the kids say. You know, let me know what podcast you think I should review next. And whether you think I'll like it or not, even at this point, because like I said last week, I don't even I kind of want to find something that I don't like to review just because because I would love to have, you know, be able to say, hey, well, you know what? They gave it their best shot (laughs) without going out and randomly finding some show and feel bad shitting on somebody, you know, some random show, which I guess if you recommend it to me, it's still kind of theoretically possibly shitting on a random show. but. It was a recommendation, uh, but I don't know. I, I just, I need, I need some new, I need fresh eyes, I guess. I need fresh perspective. I need 
fresh ideas. And so I'm, I'm asking you, give me your ideas or I'm going to have to go back and re-review something again that I've already reviewed. But I guess I'm just going to have to do that, aren't I? I'm just going to have to talk about the same things over again because you won't tell me what you want me to talk about, man. You know, I need you to tell me what to do, man. You know, you know, I was going to go somewhere with this, but I, and I lost it and I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> One more thing, because I keep forgetting to mention this. I'm coming up on 200 episodes. Should have been there last year, but you know, the world. But coming up in, by the end, coming up in April, I've got episode 200 coming up and I want to do something different. Every kind of 50 episodes or so, I, I try and do something different. And for episode 200, I kind of want to do like a Q&A kind of thing. One more reason for you to send me your voicemails or texts or slide into my DMs or email me. You know, use the little uh, contact uh, form at on the website, uh, odddeadoutpodcast.com. Why am I having to stop and think what my website is? Damn it. But send me your questions. Uh, what do you... You know, anything, whatever the hell you want to ask me. I, I'm thinking I want to try and do like a live Q&A, totally ripping off Kate from Ignorance Was Bliss and do kind of a, like a live Q&A in the Facebook group or on the Facebook page or something like that. Just to, you know, throw it out there and hey, do the Q&A stuff and drop it in as episode 200 because I want to do something different. It's episode 200. So that's coming up. This week, today, this episode, right now, is 198. So we have the extra week next week for you to get questions into me. And then the following episode, talking about my trip, is 199. We got only one more. So we, you got two weeks. You got two weeks to get your questions to me. And I will figure out if I'm going to be able to do this episode 200 live stream thing or if I'm just going to you know, pre-record my answers and release it in the more uh, standard fashion. I don't know. Uh, I'd love to do a live thing, but it really matters if I just can sit down and do it if there's time. So we'll, we'll see what actually comes from that. But I want your questions. Just whatever the hell you want to ask me. You want to ask about movies or TV or what do you think about this thing? Or what do you think about that? With very few exceptions. There are some things where I'm just like, yeah, I'm not digging that hole. Generally, you can probably guess. So, best judgment, whatever. Q&A for episode 200. Let's see what kind of questions you guys can throw at me. But, until next time, oddballs. Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, this is your host, the always fucking tired Adam Higgins, the odd dead out. You know, and I'm not even going to throw back to the start of the show because what for? But until next week, oddballs, thank you and good night. <laughs>